It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, George? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. I was 1990, I was, I was 17 working at the Racing Post at 1990, right? And my job at the time was to put the kickoff times into the paper from European football matches. So I was to work out like what, what the time difference was in, in, in like the Czech Republic and places like Latvia. So I used to work out the time differences and, and stuff like that, right? And the bookmakers used to use what was in the Racing Post as their guide. That was the only guide they had in 1990. And in those days, you couldn't have singles on football matches. You could only have five teams. If you had a, five, a home side, you had to pick five teams. So that, all the bets were trebles if you had an away match and five as a single. And one day, this uh, they said to me, go downstairs. It's about 1991. They said, go downstairs. We're trialing this thing called the internet. They said, go downstairs, <laughs> go downstairs, go downstairs, use it, right? They said, use it, and you, 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 might, you know, you might, might be good for the sport. We don't know what it's like, but use it. You might see it. So I go on it, right? <laughs> I'm looking at these Europa League football matches, right? And all the games that I've put in the paper to kick off at half three, they're, they're 70 minutes in and they're 2-0 up, right? And all the bookies are still betting on them. They're all still betting on them. So I, I think to myself, Jesus Christ, like, you know, like, what's going on here? So there's like three games that one of them are 3-0 up. With five minutes to go. Another one is like two, one, two and they're up with five minutes to go. And all the bookies in England are still betting on them because they're looking at the racing post and we just haven't worked out the, the times right. So uh, I, used to go, I used to go down the betting shop because you had to pick five teams. I used to know four of them had won. Right? You know, <laughs> throw, a, throw, throw a fifth team in and it would be like a team of like 1.13 or something. And they'd lose. <laughs> or, they'd, or they'd draw 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> and I, I, I was only having like, I didn't have any money. I was like 17. I was having like five pound five fold or six fold. So I told my mate, I said to my mate, listen, listen, listen to this. Get down there and have a look at the uh, at what's going on. So I uh, kept it quiet. He went out to the betting shop and the greedy bastard, he'd he done a correct score treble. Free, free. <laughs> Two two, like three one of these first rounds Europa League games. Who sussed it out straight away? First day, fucking sussed it straight out. But no, not paying. The, the game was over from date from that day over. Uh, yeah, he decided to get a bit greedy. But that's how you know, they didn't have. They didn't have an internet. We didn't have any internet, and the, the five and all the prices were reliant on what they put in the racing post. That's how crazy mm. it was. It was madness. But uh, yeah, so sorry, sorry to bore you on that one. But I was, I was talking about no. it yesterday. It's made me laugh. Well, mate, we'll just we'll just start there, mate. I mean, why don't we just start the podcast with that little story? So, g'day everyone. Welcome to <laughs> episode ninety-seven. Hope you enjoyed Nigel's story. Great one there from him. Uh, betting preview as always with Nigel and George. Premier League game week thirty-two. And we will also be going through bets in the Serie A, La Liga, Bundesliga, and League One. Firstly, I'll introduce our card betting expert, George. Good week for you last week. Back on the podcast, mate. Two out of three. Not too bad. Just, uh, I guess you just got a little bit too biased towards your little little Man City team over there. 
Well, yeah, I got in terms of, uh, you know, obviously, I think it was the over 2.5, isn't it? And then uh, City to win. But uh, I just got the wrong team. It, it did land, but not for City. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those. I, mean, I remember being, I was absolutely fuming after the, the full-time result. But realistically, we've won, what, like 27 of our last 29 or something like that. And uh, obviously, we had a much bigger game last night to sort of look forward to. So you kind of got to step back and take a bigger look at the bigger picture, as it were. Uh, and obviously, it paid off going through to the semis last night. One loss to Leeds happened to the best of us. So, uh but yeah, no, for that one to be the only loser for the picks uh, last week, I'll take that. Yeah, well, the, the title chase is in serious jeopardy now, mate, so I'm <laughs> sure you're very, very worried about that. <laughs> On to Nigel Seely from Premier Sports Players, who you've heard a lot from already today. Uh, another two out of three, mate. Another nice little outing for yourself. Yeah, it's become a regular thing. I think we should have like theme tunes that we come into like the darts, and I think we should play <laughs> Meatloaf. Two out of three ain't bad for me. I think that should be my walk-on music. Uh, two out of three in bed. But anyway, yeah, um, it was a good, yeah, it was a good week. But the, unfortunately, the best bet was Granada, and I think that um, after we we finished the podcast, uh, Granada considered that late penalty, and I think they knew the intensity wasn't there for them to qualify. And I think they put in a bit of a performance. If that game was one nil, um, it was it, I probably you know probably still done the bet, but I wouldn't have put it up as my bet best bet but uh yeah two out of three never won next week last week yeah well done all right uh quiz question for this week is what was the original name of everton football club and the reason i have gotten that that question out for you guys this week is the the epl schedule is is quite dire this weekend so we've gotten to the point where the the feature match we're going to preview at the start is everton versus tottenham so um Quite, quite disappointing, but I mean, this is this is just where we've got to, gents. Um, so we'll get to the quiz question at the end of the podcast. But for now, we can do a quick, quick preview of Everton versus Tottenham. I can get the odds up on my screen. So at the moment, you've got Tottenham sitting at around 2.25 at a few bookmakers. Uh, Everton at around 3.5, 3.45. And... The draw at 3.5 there on Bet365. Well, Tottenham, we talked about them a bit last week, how disappointing their season has been. I think I ripped into them pretty pretty brutally. I think George or Nigel, one of you said that they uh, they still might have a bit of a chance if they you know got a victory against Manchester United. But it only got worse, gentlemen. Uh, a 3-1 loss to, to Manchester United could have been worse. Had that early goal from, uh, I think it was from Cavani, had not been disallowed with that hit in the face from McTominay. Everton, on the other hand, have collected two points from their last four games, losses to Chelsea and Burnley and draws with Palace and Brighton. This is basically a battle between seventh and eighth. I mean, they still both have decent chances of making the Europa League. Um, But yeah, battle between seventh and eighth currently. Um, and I was looking at their underlying data, and they're both actually overperforming for this season. So I think I was looking at understat. They've got them overperform Tottenham overperforming by five points on the table, and they've got Everton overperforming by eight points on the table. So I mean, I've come out hard with some stats here. Do you? Which one of you gentlemen wants to go first? Any strong opinions on this clash between Everton and Tottenham? Um, I mean, I'll happily go with it. It looks like an 
off, just from the offset, it looks like it's going to be quite a dire game, in my opinion. I might be completely wrong, and it'll be a classic 4-4. But I, I don't see many goals in this one. Um, I, was, I was looking at, at some of the data. And if you Did want to you go say it's going to be an Eric Dyer game? Sorry, mate. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. Is this, is this where this podcast has come to now? Just making outrageously bad puns. But uh, It's 4.30 you know, in the morning here, mate. That's the best I can do. Yeah, go back to bed, son. <laughs> but, you know, there's been under two and a half goals scored in, in six of Everton's last seven games. Uh, Tottenham don't score a lot either. Um, I just see it being quite a boring and dull fixture, if I'm being truly honest. I think if there's one angle that I'd want to be having a look at, it would obviously fall into my niche in terms of, you know, cards and potentially the free kick angles as well. Because, you know, Spurs win an awful lot of free kicks. Um, and I was just kind of looking, I think, in their last, something like, eight games uh, on the spin, they've seen at least 15 free kicks uh, in the game. And also looking uh, looking with Spurs, you know, they've seen, I believe, just having a, a quick look here, you know, they've seen at least a card um, in every single game, but three. So, I mean, I'm just looking at how many they've played. They've played 31 matches. So in 28 of those, they've seen at least a card. Now, I think Everton or can be looking at Tottenham the way Tottenham are at the moment and thinking that they can put a number over on them here. Um, so if anything, I'd be looking to, I'd be leaning towards maybe Spurs cards, uh, but I also think Spurs will win a lot of free kicks as well in that particular game. So that'd be the route I take. But it's not a game that inspires me to think there's going to be loads of value here. This is when I want to watch. This is exactly what I see happening. You've kind of got to delve quite deep to to find something that um, is worth backing, in my opinion. But yeah, so for me with this one. Probably not going to watch it, but if I was to have a go, it'd be Tottenham cards, but also Tottenham free kicks because they've been in, been winning an awful lot from their opponents of late. Hmm. Nigel, your thoughts, mate? Uh, well, they've played twice already this season. Everson have won the both. 1-0 on the opening day of the season at the Tottenham Stadium. They beat them 5-4 in the, uh, the FA Cup in a, in a classic. I, I don't think it'd be a classic, but I wouldn't be... Ru- I, I don't think I'd be rushing to bet the under two and a half goals either. Um I think that Everton are decimated by injuries. Uh, I mean, their, their game in mid, uh, their last game, they had so many players out. Uh, he gave a press conference today that he was still going to be without Alan. He said he was going to be without Calvert Lewin. Uh, he's, he's without Josh King. Uh, you take Calvert Lewin out that side, the, the goals rely heavily on McCarlison. And McCarlison didn't look the same player at the, in, in the last game they played. Um, and Tottenham, just you just expect Tottenham to to do something. You'd expect them to, to have a, a result and have a have a have a have a performance, but they, they, they don't. Everton at home in the last few matches have been absolutely dreadful. They drew with Palace, uh, they got beat by Burnley, um, they got beat by Fulham as well and Newcastle. So so they're not, not reliant and you know they're not the same side that that was at the start of the season and that's because they've been hit by uh, by injuries. The only thing I think is on you know, however bad you you think Tottenham are, which we all think they're you know, they're pretty poor, and there's obviously a problem with Jose Mourinho. But the one thing, every single game they play, Harry Kane puts in a shift, and Harry Kane is a player that everybody would want in their side. And the only thing I can see here, as you know, both of them know they're not going to make the Champions League. Both of them possibly could make the Europa League. Um, but the only thing that's stake really is Harry Kane to be the top goalscorer in the Premier League. I mean, he's he's joint top goal scorer with Mo Salah. Um, he want to go in with winning the Golden Boot. Um, and I know it's not obvious, but I think if if you if you've got to, I would bet 
I know you're not going to get a, a decent price, but I think if you're going to have an interest on in this game, Harry Kane to score at any time or Harry Kane to score the first goal, I know it, it's not going to be short, but if you look at the percentage of goals he gets and you look at the percentage of, and if you take Calvert-Lewin out of the, the Everton side, they're, they're, high proportion of their goals are going to go. I, I think it's it's a very obvious play, but because it's such a game that nobody really... it could This game could be... wouldn't surprise me if it's a 4-4 draw or if it's a 0-0 draw. It's got that mm. end-of-season feel to it that any result could happen. But the only thing of any importance for any player on that pitch is Harry Kane to be the top goal scorer in the Premier League. And I think I'd probably bet Kane to score the first goal or Kane to score any time because... The top goal scorers in the in England in the in the Championship and the Premier League, however low you might think they are in the goal scorer markets, they're still value because they they're consistently scoring goals and takes penalties, takes free kicks, and he's always a puts in a shift. He's always a eight out of ten at the minimum. Harry Kane and um, I think Kane to score any time would be or, and to score the first goal would be my my speculative uh, bet in this game. I'm surprised you're saying. Well, both of you saying this could be a really dull affair because, I mean, they're both still within a very good chance of getting into the Europa League. So I don't see why they wouldn't be going all out and they none need the team plays European football. So, I mean, they should be well rested and ready injuries, to go. So injuries, though, isn't it? It's injuries. If you take out Calvert-Lewin, I mean, where and Everton's last game was a 0-0 draw against uh, Brighton. <clears throat> they, needed, they needed to win that as well. You, you, it's a huge proportion of goals to take out. He, he's instrumental in their in their attack. So I, I guess think do he, you mean dire in the sense of like it'll just be a boring game, or in the sense I, that like I, they won't I, try? No, no. I think it'll be. I think this game could be one. I, I really have no opinion in the game. Like I say, I think it could be four four nil nil. But the reason I'm leaning towards under two and a half goals, if I was going to go, is because you take away the Calvert Lewin factor, okay. and you take away Josh King. You take Alan Alan, who's probably been their best midfield player, a lot of creativity and a lot of goals coming out of Everton. And then you're heavily reliant on Tottenham to get the goals on their own. And, and they're not really firing at all at the moment. But I do think Kane would be the player. Let's have a look. What, Kane, what price is Kane? Kane's 5-4 to four to score any time. So that's 2.25. That'd be a bet for me, though. All right. There you go. Bet365 bet, bet, bet are 1.8. They've already, they've already cut it. If you can get, if you can get um, uh, plus... Two tw- uh, yeah, yeah uh, two twenty five. I think that's a great bit. Yeah, okay. Where's that up? Uh, uni better one uh, two twenty five, but William Hill are around about uh, two point one five, which I'll take two point one five as well. All right, super. First little goal scorer bet in the in the podcast history. So thank you for that, Nigel. Uh, gentlemen, uh, George, you have three picks for today, and Nigel, you have two. So we'll kick it off with you, George. Firstly, I want you to take me to the beautiful Italy, mate. Atalanta versus Juventus. Yeah, this is a, this is a game that I am actually very much looking forward to. Uh, another one we've just discussed. Um, yeah, it's really tight um, in the top four in in Serie A. I believe, you know, just a point is separating these two. Um, Atalanta can overtake Juve with a win here. Um, you know, Juve need to try and secure their top four spot because I believe it's, it's Napoli who are just three points behind. In, they're just, well, they're three points ahead of fifth. Um, so they can't afford to slip up. So they're going to obviously commit men forward to trying to get the win here. But obviously Atalanta, very, very attacking side, you know, really good, a good team to watch from a neutral perspective. Um, so the bet I'm looking at is Juventus to see 20 plus to see 20 plus booking points, Atalanta to see at least a card, but Atalanta to score as well. Um, 
so just going through it here, you know, Atalanta have seen at least a card in 26 of their 30 Serie A games this season, and Juve have seen 20 plus in 24 out of their 30 Serie A games. Um, it's the referee is Daniel Orsato, and he's ever seen two Juventus games so far this season, and he's awarded them 20 plus on at least 20 plus on both occasions. Um, but yeah, both teams have seen. 20-plus booking points uh, in 10 of Orsato's 12 Serie A games officiated this campaign too. Um, and Atalanta have scored in 26 of their 30 games, only failing against uh, Inter Milan, Spezia, Verona and Genoa. But what interests me as well is the fact that Juventus have conceded in 22 out of their 30 games this season. And for a team that's been so dominant uh, domestically, that's an awful lot of games to be conceding in uh, when you're obviously trying to go for a title charge. Um and if you're into a, you know, your kind of head-to-head stats, this exact bet has landed in four of the last five head-to-heads. And you can get that at 1.8 on Bet365. I wouldn't take any lower. I think that's a, that's a good price. But considering the consistency of, of it, you know, how it's landed, uh, the numbers behind it, I, th- I do think it's a, that's the exact price I'd probably, I'd probably have it. And I do like that price. So I wouldn't say go too much lower. But just with everything behind it, I don't really see how uh, how this this doesn't happen. Just given the state of the game, the state of the two sides, where they're at, what's on the line, um, I do see bookings in this game, and I do think Atalanta will get on the score sheet as well against uh, a Juve side that are making a habit of uh, of conceding goals. All right, so let's just rehash that one, mate. Exactly what the pick is? Yep. So it's well, I'll do it simply. So Juventus to see over one point five cards. Atalanta to see just a card in the game, um, but Atalanta to score as well as a bet builder. Awesome stuff, mate. Nigel, it is your turn now, mate. You're taking me over to Germany. Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Eintracht Frankfurt. Yeah, I am. Um, I feel feel sorry for the guy who's in the crowd at Borussia Mönchengladbach who starts the chart. Give me a B. Give me an O. (laughs) Uh, we've been here all day. Um, How many um, times has Nigel said that joke? Over or under it. it's 200. My favorite, it's my favourite favorite jokes. I, I, I like it. I like it. So I've got to get it out there. Um, I'm going to steal it, I, mate. I like it. it. It's a good joke, isn't it? I, I got that. I got, I think, I think, <laughs> Look how happy he is. Oh, he's gone. gone. He's so happy that he's, he's just gone. gone. <laughs> he's gone. He's just off to text his mum. I've made it. I've made it. <laughs> All right. Well, while he's gone, should we just? Uh, do you want to just give out one of your your next ones, mate? We yeah. can go to Real Madrid and Getafe. My next two, actually, they're basically the same bet for obviously for for different games. So um, just double checking. Yeah, Getafe against Real Madrid. Um, this is a really good one. The referee, he's got the top uh, cards per game average in La Liga. That's uh, Jose Maria Sanchez. Um, so, yeah, the bet I'm going for is both teams to see over one card. So, both teams to see two or more cards in the game, but also Real Madrid to score. Um, I'd have this at 1.8 as well, but Bet365 currently have it at 1.95. Um, so, there's value there. I wouldn't go any lower than uh, 1.8, or for those of you that deal in fractions, it's currently 20 to 21, but don't go any lower than 4 to 5. So, Catafe have seen 20 plus booking points in 28 of their 30 La Liga games this season. Um, and their opponents have seen 20-plus booking points in 28 of those 30 as well. So, as we all know, Getafe games see you know an absolute hatful of cards on a regular basis. Um, you know, Real Madrid don't often see 20-plus booking points. They've still seen it in over half of their games this season, so just not as regularly as Getafe. They've seen 20-plus in 17 of their 30 La Liga games. Um, 
between these two, um, there's only been seven nil-nil draws in their 60 games combined. And, and I do fancy uh, a couple of goals in this one. And Real Madrid have scored in 27 of their 30 league games this season. They are obviously coming off uh, the back of a Champions League game away to Liverpool, which they managed to see out and, uh, and qualify with that with a nil-nil draw at Anfield. And they were under the cosh there somewhat. They had to do a lot of defensive work, but they still had plenty of opportunities to score themselves. Uh, and against this Catafé side, I don't see how uh, they keep Real Madrid out for the full 90 minutes. So, and as well as that, the cards aspect of this has landed in 11 of uh, 13 of Jose Maria Sanchez's games officiated in La Liga this season. So just to recap, the bet is both teams to see two or more cards and Real Madrid to score at 1.95. All right, awesome stuff, mate. Uh, Nigel is now back. Uh, yeah. You get a bit excited there, mate. No, the computer was absolutely pissing itself so much that it went into lockdown with my jokes. My computer froze because it was so humorous. But uh, let's go back to the joke. Now, I feel sorry for the guy at Bush. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this, is, uh, this is an interesting one. I mean, Bush and uh, Bush, Bush and Gladbach last season were a side that got in the Champions League uh, and they were touted out as one of the next big things in, in Germany. They were going to be the side that were going to challenge Leipzig and Bayern Munich at the top of the table. And they were going along really well. And then they, they announced that their manager, Marco uh, Roy, Rose, would, Rose, would um, be joining Borussia Dortmund. And ever since they made that announcement, they've absolutely fallen off a cliff with their form. Uh, they've only won one uh, twice in eight, uh, in ten matches. Uh, and I think they've lost seven of those. I think it might be more. I think they've lost eight in something like 11 matches that, since they announced that he was leaving to go to Borussia Dortmund. So it's had a really, really detrimental effect on their league form. They're down in eighth position, so their chance of getting into European football isn't that great. And they play an Eintracht Frankfurt site who are absolutely flying. Uh, they've scored 11 goals in their last three matches. Their main centre forward, Andre Silva, is on fire, scoring four goals. Eintracht Frankfurt, for years in the Bundesliga, have been probably one of the Better sides to watch, most entertaining. Their goal XG this season hasn't been as high as it has been in recent years. So they have probably been overperforming. But the reason why I like this is because Munch and Gabbach are absolutely decimated by injuries. Their captain, Lars Stindl, um, is out. It was announced today that he misses the game. Very, very key midfielder. Uh, they've also got their goalkeeper, uh, Somner, who's a, a proper you know, he's one of the, the better goalkeepers in the Bundesliga. He doesn't play. And their midfielder, Christoph Kramer, he misses the game as well. And those three players are, are real big players. You know, the captain, uh, midfield playmaker and a goalkeeper. And, and the, people, the, the team, the, the, um, the players coming in are nowhere near as, as, uh, as decent players who are to replacements for those three players missing. So I think Eintracht Frankfurt, who are in the Champions League positions, uh, they are playing exceptionally well, and they've already drawn with they've uh, they sorry they've beaten both Bayern Munich and Dortmund in recent weeks, and they've drawn at Leipzig as well. And I think to take on Brüsselmünch and Gladbach, who their only two wins Gladbach in eleven have been against Schalke, who are the worst team it by far. They're the Sheffield United of Bundesliga, and uh, Freiburg, who again aren't, aren't aren't any great shapes. And every time they've come up against a decent opposition, they've been beaten. And uh, with the injuries, I've got to back. Um, I've got to back Frankfurt on the Asian handicap off scratch, which is one point nine eight uh, with bet three six five. Um, I think that's you know that's you know if if it's a if it's a draw, it's a push. 
and um, you know, I think that's I think that's a cracking price. So, in other words, you're saying draw no bet. Yeah, draw no bet. All right, cool. I'll see if I can find some better odds. No. I've got, got 1.97 on marathon. I'll see if I can find anything better. Oh wait, is that? Oh no, sorry. I was looking at the Munching Gladback odds. Um, yeah, you can get twos at Betfair at F Bet. What fine track Frankfurt? Uh, yes. Two point zero. Yeah. For Betfair, but I mean that's that's not with the commission cooked into it. So oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, all right. Well, sorry, you'll have, you'll have to excuse me. I was just looking because I've got an Iron Track Frankfurt t shirt somewhere, but it is absolutely massive on me. So I, I never wear it. So I don't know where it is, but absolutely top team in Germany. I'm just going to dish uh, it out just the way Nigel does with his Tranmere tops or Oxford oh, that's, that's, or whichever, that's, league, that's, or whichever that's, League Two team he likes that day. That's been sent. I've sent, I've got rid of the Tranmere. One's got an eBay. Eight quid I got for it. Gone. You have uh, overcharged so- someone. Eight <laughs> quid. That's gone. Oxford's going on. If Oxford don't win at the weekend, that's going on as well. <laughs> so, so Nigel, uh, 1.95 was the price there for Frankfurt, you said? Yeah, I, 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 I bet them on the uh, the Asian handicap uh, off the uh, north start of 1.98. But if you take draw and I bet as well, you know, that, that, don't put you off that. But I think Eintracht Frankfurt are definitely the way to get with. Oh, you said 1.98? Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. All right, well, uh, yeah, you might only be able to get that at price on the exchange as it looks like it is gone in a lot of places. So, yeah, try and find that one out there, folks. Uh, George, mate, we'll go to you next with your last game that you wanted to preview today, Torino versus Roma. Yeah, so another one in uh, in Serie A, uh, you know, Roma fighting out for a European spot. Uh, they're at point, obviously this is at the time of obviously discussing it, but yeah, they're currently a point behind Lazio, but they've played a game more. Um, so similar to Juventus really in terms of their situation, you know, they can't afford to slip up here either. Um, Torino are much nearer the foot of the table. They're currently safe by five points going into this one. Um, they've got a game in hand too, but they'll still want to, you know, continue to distance themselves from that relegation battle. Uh, I just think this is a much bigger game for Roma. Um, but just kind of going into it, I said to you before, obviously, uh, a couple of these bets are following a similar format. So my uh, best bet is for both teams to see, again, over a one card, but Roma to score in this one. Um, you can get that at 2.15 on, on 365. That's uh, the best price I've found currently. The problem with these markets is obviously you know, they can get released on, on other bookies, but nearer to the time. But I, I don't see many places offering a better price than that. Um, Torino have seen 20-plus booking points in 21 of their 29 league games this season. Um, and, you know Their opponents have seen 20-plus booking points in 25 out of those 29. Because Torino are the most fouled side on average per game uh, in the whole of Serie A. And Roma have seen 20-plus booking points in 24 of their 30 league games. Um, and again, similar to when I discussed, obviously, Catafé Madrid, there's only been five nil-nil draws in their 59 Serie A games combined. You know, both of these teams, they tend to see goals in their games. Roma have scored in 22 of their 30 league games. Um, the four of those which they failed to were against Juventus, Napoli twice and, and Lazio. So, you know, um, very good sides. There is Torino, obviously, aren't of that calibre. So I don't see how Roma don't get on the score sheet here, especially when you consider that Torino have conceded in in 23 of their 29 Serie A games this season. 
the referee is uh, Luca Massini. He's got a, obviously a very good card average as well. And it's actually landed in, in both of the matches that he's officiated this season with ease. So he has only officiated two games, but I think he's awarded something around like 11 cards in those in those games. He's got a very, very high average, even if you look at his lifetime statistics. Um, but yes, as I said, this bet landed in both of those matches. Um, but yeah, so I think with what's on the line, particularly for Roma, I think, and the fact that Torino, you know, they're going to be pressing Torino to try and force him into mistakes is that Roma needs to score. They need to win this game. Simple as that. Um, so like I said, Torino, the most fouled side in the league, but you know, they've got their own kind of ambitions too. So I really like this one, um, particularly at that price for both teams to see over one card and Roma to score at a 2.15. All right. Terrific stuff, mate. Nigel, you are next on the block. You're taking me to League One. How dare yeah, you, there's mate? Yeah, there's quite a few. Well, listen, you don't like it, but the uh, the the watch the viewers they, they want they love the lower league action. Like I said yeah. to you before, it doesn't no, matter no, where you it, get. To... It has grown on me, mate. I've got a few futures bets in the in the lower leagues, and I actually have been tracking all of the scores. And Charlton are actually one of the teams I have to to uh, get promoted. So I'm very very interested to see what you have here. Well, uh, you got you got a well, you got a good chance because. Charlton have got a, a, they've got seven games remaining in the running and five of them at home, so that's a oh. big big advantage for them. That the seven games don't cash winning. out then. That's what you're saying. No, don't I, I won't cash out. Well, Lincoln Lincoln are struggling, so Lincoln are in and out. Portsmouth are, uh, they never handle the pressure well. Oxford are a danger for you, but Ox, Oxford and Charlton are the two sides really peaking well to get into that playoffs. Obviously the top three are, 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 are so far away, but that group is getting really, really congested now. And I think there's only two teams possibly who gate crash and one of them's Charlton and the other one is Oxford. It's very close between Charlton and Oxford, which game I wanted to talk about. I bet them both, but I think Charlton slightly edge it as the best one here. They're both on paper would appear to be a crucial playoff position. But Charlton um it's quite deceptive really because Paul Cook, the manager's gone in. And his job briefing is to clear the squad out for next year. I know that for definite. Don't worry about this season. Get rid of a lot of the dead wood and build us for next season. And that is the, 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 what he's been told to do. And, Char- and Ipswich don't really want to be in the playoffs this year. I know it sounds crazy that the fans want it, but it's probably a little bit too early for them. They're not good enough and they'll get found out. But next season is when they're going to be judged. And he it, and it wants to bring in his own players, but have told him, just get through to this season and I think for that reason, if you look at their form in recent weeks, they've massively dipped. Their last three matches, they haven't scored a goal. They ha- they they didn't have a shot in target in the two matches. They had one shot on target against Wimbledon. They got beat 3-0 at Wimbledon. Prior to that, they played in two nil-nil draws. They didn't have one shot on target in that game, in either of those games. Um, they've just they got in, against Wimbledon, they lost uh, Josh Harrop, their midfielder. He got sent off early, I think about 28th half an hour, something like that, Mark's. And he's suspended for this game, which is a, is a big blow. And they just do not score goals. Whereas Charlton, on the other hand, are coming into it on the back of their best form. The start of the season, Charlton had, had ownership problems and everyone was talking about them getting relegated this season and not being been able to, to stay in League One. Lee Bowyer threatened to leave. He threatened to go. Well, he finally left. They've got a Danish, manager, uh, a Danish owner now going to put a lot of money into the club next season. And they're a side to watch. If they don't go up this season, next season, they're definitely one to already keep an eye on because they're going to have money behind them. And they've got a good manager in Nigel Atkins, former Southampton manager. They're unbeaten under Nigel Atkins. And like I say, they come in here 
on the back of the best form of the season. They're unbeaten in their last three matches, uh, which were well, unbeaten in eight, I think. But their, their last three matches have all been away from home and they've won them all. And their last game was a 2-1 win at Sunderland, which was a, a fantastic performance. And they really are producing some high <coughs> XG. They score goals. I think they've scored at least two goals in something like eight of their last 10 games. And they're playing an Ipswich side that I think already are looking at next season. And I can see the manager, Paul Cook, clearing the whole squad out and building again next season and getting the players in he wants. And that's that's the objective. So I think however the league table may appear, I think that there's only going to be one team really, really pumped for this one. Uh, and that's Charlton. And I think Charlton will get the win. And they could, they could, you know, with that running five home games from seven, they could squeak through to the playoffs, uh, you know, just, just squeak in. But I think 21 to 20, which is 2.15, with William Hill on Charlton is a big, big price. I've, 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 I've bet it. I'm amazed it's still there. I would be absolutely staggered if they're not around even money uh, come kickoff time, Charlton. Yeah, well, there is a lot of bookies actually that have got them at two point one five. You've got Neds here in Australia, uh, Marathon, Fbet, Cashpoint, uh, Coral, Ladbrokes, and William well, that's, Hill. Well, that's, that, that's seven quid each we can get on with them lot. That's twenty eight quid. <laughs> So there you go. Uh, that's good to see. Price is still there. So hopefully by the time this comes out, we will, or people will be able to get on. Terrific stuff, fellas. Uh, why don't we just summarise it all up with our best bets of the weekend? I'll go to you first, George. Out of your three <laughs> games you've looked at today, mate, what is your favourite? Um, my favourite is I'm going to go with the bigger price one. Um, actually, I think you know with Roma fine out for that European spot, it's a must. They've got to get Europe. Um, and the fact that they're a point behind Lazio haven't played a game more, I think the impetus is going to be with them. Um, Torino, they're probably safe, but nevertheless, they're going to obviously still going to be up for this one to try and distance themselves further. So with the referee in place as well, I really like uh, the Torino versus Roma bet of both teams to see um, two plus cards and Roma to score at 2.15. All right, Nigel? Yeah, just two from me this week. So the um, we can't have a meatloaf song, unfortunately. Two out of three, we can't do it. So I have to think of another walk-on music for next Thursday. But uh, I'm going to go for my best bet is Charlton to beat Ipswich at 21 to 20, which is 2.15 at the weekend. And the um, the other bet I, I, I recommend, which is very close really, but I'm going to go with uh, George's tactic to go with a bigger price. But I think that... Uh, to get uh, Eintracht Frankfurt at around near close in even money off uh, off scratch on the Asian high handicap against Borussia Mönchengladbach, who are decimated by injuries to key players, is a decent bet in Germany as well. So they're my two best bets this week, weekend. All right, nice. Two, 21 to 20. I would have thought that would be 2.1 in odds. Or am I ever lost my mind? You've lost your mind, mate. Oh, no. You're, no, 21 to 20 is 2.05, mate. Is it, well, what, no, I've, I must have that wrong because I backed them at 2.15. Yeah, you must mean well, 23, yes, to 20. 23 to 20. 20, 20 yeah. 23 to 20 then, sorry. That's what I've yeah. backed them at. Sorry, <clears> gents. Uh, just for people who got a bit confused there. So 2.15 for Nigel's pick there. All right. You can find these gents at Twitter, on Twitter at C George Gamble and Sealy underscore Nigel and check out George's YouTube channel 
which is called is it called George Gamble? I think isn't it Gamble? Yeah, it's just it's just yeah George Gamble. Yeah, yeah George Gamble. So tight. Search for that. Links also on the Twitter as well. If uh, you want to find course. it that way. Yes, and uh, premiersportsplayers.com for all of Nigel's picks every week on tennis, golf, football, billiards, cockfighting, you name it. He's got all of it. No, you're the, you're the cockfighting expert, mate, with your Manscaped pack. I, I, I don't, I don't, know. I don't, I don't, that's, 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 your, that's, your, that's your remit. I asked you to be my yeah. cockfighting correspondent, and you, you, I must admit you're very good at cockfighting, I must admit. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I've done a few sword fights in my time. All right. Quiz question of the week. What was the original name of Everton Football Club? Uh, yeah. What was it? Has anyone got an idea here? It was, it was originally well, called Ever- this in nine, uh, 1878, and then they changed their name to Everton FC in 1879. So I know, Nigel, you were around this time. So I thought I was at might- the game. I was at the game, yeah. My younger brother was the ball boy. But, um, yeah, I was at the game. Great game it was. We played old engineers and lost 3-2. <laughs> I can't remember the name of them, though. <laughs> well the thing is most most clubs were named like, after churches or whatever weren't they it was just like in the community that's just the way it was done yeah, but that's a good start man so i'm just gonna go i don't know what it is but saint something that's oh. I'll go, if i'm after right saint something but no yeah. idea i'm not familiar with the churches around everton if i'm honest yeah no it's they were called saint domingos fc in 1878 so that was it. Yeah. I, got, so, I knew it was that. I, I couldn't remember. Was it the game? Was I, I remember being squashed in a game? It was quite quite a lot of people there. Yeah, I mean, if you got rid of the G, you'd have Saint Dominoes. So that's another fun fact for you. All right, it's getting very desperate in terms of the jokes here on this right. podcast. These, these jokes, these I jokes, are actually, the they're upsetting German me. Guy who stand, the Bush and Richard get back. Give me a sorry, you, uh, sorry, you're right, burn that one before. Sorry, lads. All right, love it. All right, next week we will be back for Friday again. And uh, any podcast during it, we should have a UFC preview too before then. With the uh, oh, I can't remember what number it is now, but there's a massive pay per view. I think the crowds are back too in the UFC, which is very exciting. Uh, three title fights next next week, so we should have a preview there for you. But thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you do a quick rate and review of the podcast and subscribe to us wherever you listen. And if you're looking to implement some of the strategies we talk about every week on the podcast, more so the value betting ones, start a free week trial of TradeMate Sports. Gentlemen, terrific stuff. Five big picks there, and I'm looking forward to seeing them all play out. Yeah, take it steady. Thanks again. Take care, Alex. Get back to bed, mate. You need it. You need a rest. Thanks, mate.